Welcome to the Millennial Soul Food Podcast, episode 12 on hoodoo tips, using the Psalms for spiritual protection and Mars and Aries collective reading. I'm your host, Keyonce. Enjoy. What's up? What's up? It's your girl, Keyonce, in the building. How are y'all doing? It is June 28th. <coughs> um, and thank you for listening. I am Keon Dillon, a.k.a. Keyonce, um, New Orleans-based spiritual life and business coach, tarot reader, cultural sociologist, and self described cosmonaut coming at you from the 11th dimension today these portals this mars and aries portal is open thank you jesus hallelujah but um i wanted to say before i get on to mars and mars and aries i wanted to say um, if you will, please, 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 please head over to iTunes if you're not using iTunes right now and give me a review. Give me a five-star review. Also, um, some other ways that you can support the podcast is through um, sharing the podcast. Please share it widely. <clears throat> Actually, take this time right now. I'm going to give you a few seconds. Share the podcast link with at least one person that you know i'm gonna give you two seconds two seconds five four three all right i'm back so today's show is going to be on spiritual protection and specifically using the Psalms um, to call upon the spiritual protection of the spirits and your spirit guides. Um, specifically, like a lot of these verses say the Lord and they use um, very patriarchal pronouns. But um, one of the beauties of syncretismo, syncretism, is the, the intent is there. This is a basic metaphysical principle, but um, I'm going to get into this later on. But the I'm, we're going to talk about the wording and we're going to talk about also just kind of narrative reframing so that you can um, learn how to use these as best as you can in your hoodoo practice and in, in your everyday life, <clears throat> in your everyday life. So before I got onto that, though, um, I also wanted to remind you, if you are seeking any kind of free tarot advice, um, you can submit to hashtag Capricorn advice on my website. And just so that you know, my website is millennialsoulfood.wixsite.com slash MSF888. That is M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L-S-O-U-L-F-O-O-D dot W- I X 
S-I-T-E dot com slash M-S-F 888. And so if you're looking for any kind of, any kind of advice and you want to keep, you want somebody that you can trust that's going to keep your business on the low low, you can always trust a Capricorn. Like we, I hold a lot of secrets and I don't, I don't necessarily get off on telling people's business. Also, as a tarot reader, you do, you get a lot of people's tea. But <clears throat> for me, one of the things that I, I, I like listening to people's issues and stuff like that to a certain extent, but at the same time, I be getting tired. So I, I'm happy to be a receptacle. I'm happy to be a, a mirror to reflect the best advice um, from the cards. So you can submit to Capricorn Advice on the website and I will um, I will respond on the show. <clears throat> so I wanted to talk about some other things um, and then I want to talk about Mars and Aries and then we can move on to the, um, the main topic of the show. But first off, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about B. Simone. Um, sometimes I see celebrities... <clears throat> I see them out on, on social media. They just stay in the news. And B. Simone has been one person who has been in the news on social media, but in in a bad way, and in, in not such a in such a good light. And my intuition just goes off, and I'd be like, I I don't know. It feels like some juju is off with her, or if like it feels like some kind of placement <clears throat> is going on in her birth chart that uh, I don't know it's like her her stuff is just not tight you know it's not tight first there's a thing um the blunder of saying the stuff about the nine to five I do get like what she was saying sort of but okay so basically she was on live and said that she wouldn't date anyone who's got a nine to five um because she wants someone who's an entrepreneur and then she kind of went on to talk about like how she doesn't care if they're like a rapper or like whatever or if they're even making any money at that point I kind of got lost on it but um she got a lot of backlash for that for Sam being kind of like classist and just a lot of people kind of like wrote wrote her ass for it and um this latest time um the second thing was she came out with this book but then a lot of it was plagiarized, and these women's, um, a lot of them were white women. They they had the receipts. They were like, um, sis. So they basically like, I don't know. I feel like they knew about it for a little bit, and then they waited to see how the sales were, and then pounced. But period. If you an entrepreneur, if you a boss. You got to have your shit together. You know, you, you got to be out here with, you got to be having a, like a lawyer and stuff. And she was talking about being a businesswoman. And I'm just kind of like, girl, <clears throat> you need to go see an astrologist, astrologer or go get a tarot reading. And then so the other thing that happened was these, the unearthing of these transphobic comments um, that she made with some friends called talking about like calling trans people like trannies and just saying a lot of problematic stuff. I don't even want to repeat it. But so that's three different things. And so sometimes I see celebrities and just the energy just be off. And sometimes I do feel like the, the witch community do be talking a little bit about 
these people, you know, because they be observing and stuff like that. But I don't know if I'm the only one. But I do, I don't know. I feel like she needs to um, get a reading or something. Get a limpia. I know she lives out there in Los Angeles. But um, I don't know, girl. It's, it's a lot. Anyway, okay. So moving on. Oof, Jesus Christ. Black is king. Beyonce's visual al- album that's coming out um, on July 31st, 2020 at a time when we need it. We need it, Lord Jesus. Somebody said that um, <clears throat> I was listening to What's Your Sign podcast and Black Women Cry was on there. And I also heard this from um, at I am Tamisha Monet on IG, my sister um, here in New Orleans. But <clears throat> the latest, the eclipse that just happened on June 31st was in Cancer. And um, Cancer for Black people, according to astrologers and... Um, this other person, I think his name is Jethra Love. Jertha Love. Um, cancer is the sign for black people. And it specifically, it relates to the calling up of our um, ancestors. Um, and Beyonce, she she been dropping a lot of hints, you know, for a while now. Like, like I mean, I, I posted an IG Live, so I'm going to just kind of repeat some stuff that I said from that. I posted an IG Live earlier this morning. Um, by the way, if you, you know, I'm sipping on some wine. It's a Sunday evening right now. Like, I'm chilling. Like, I'm just, I'm just conversating, you know what I mean? So, go get you some tea or something, you know? But, um... Black is King, yes. Ooh, she been dropping all the hints and stuff like that. But there are a lot of different themes in this work, from what I can see in the trailer, that's kind of asking us to, to reinvent. This is specifically talking to black people in the U.S. because I do recognize the black diaspora and I do recognize that the, the transatlantic trade of enslaved Africans did occur in other countries besides the U.S., but this is specifically for black people in the U.S. because after enslavement, we, we except in New Orleans, we weren't really, and other places possibly, you could talk about the Geechee people, um, and most of the country, we were not allowed to continue a lot of the traditional ceremonial dances um, of our people because we just like had to start going to church and we couldn't dance or anything like that and so she's really creating like a cultural framework I feel like I mean you can we can talk about all the ways that she's problematic and stuff like that but she's really creating like a cultural framework um, to help people understand specifically help black people and the future generation through this Disney plus the future generation put them in connection with the ancestors because we haven't it hasn't been that long since we were transported over here and the the connection's never gonna leave but anyway so um 
But anyway, about that eclipse, um, the eclipse in Cancer, as I have mentioned before, eclipses, according to ancient philosophies around the world, are create portals. And I have mentioned before, I've done a lot of spiritual work on um, during portals. Shout out to my, my the episode before this one. But um, the eclipse was in Cancer. And so this is this is great timing and it's eclipse season period. So we, especially black people, are gonna be feeling the effects of this for weeks to come. And so um, I was looking at this article. Um, I forgot where I got, I was looking for it, what, where, where it was, but um, <clears throat> press release says that this album honors the voyages of black families throughout time and tells the story of a young king's journey through betrayal, love, and self-identity. Guided by his ancestors' father and childhood love, he earns the virtues needed to reclaim his home and throne. And so this is very interesting just in terms of like thinking about black existentialism, like the fact that black black existentialism in terms of the ways that it operates for um black people here in the united states i'm speaking for us here um in terms of the ways that we have always tried to i guess recreate the sense of home i mean i honestly do i think home is transient home is where you make it i think bell hooks has something about like doing the work of making a home home place or something like that don't quote me on that. But home is literally wherever you make it. And as a queer person, queer identified person, I know like home is the space that you create and like the sacredness that you like infuse into it. So um, I think this is very interesting. And it really, this is, this really relates to the hero's journey. This can even relate to the shamanic journey, the spiritual journey. The hero's journey is written by Joseph Campbell, and there's been um, this hero's journey is basically about um, a person who goes through life lessons and matures and learn and also spiritually ascends. And you can think of the tarot deck, um, the Rider Waite tarot deck as the journey of the fool that also relates to this so there's a lot of deep occult themes you know what i mean like so we have this person who is being guided by ancestors childhood love that's divinity father it's very interesting um of course, we can say it's like patriarchal and all that stuff because I would like to, you know, I, I sometimes don't even really identify with a lot of masculine themes. But non, nonetheless, I'm excited. The imagery looks beautiful. We know that she's an artist that speaks through imagery and um, symbology. And so I, I'm really looking forward to it. And I, I'm here, period, for this wave. And I know for me, I've always been very interested in social justice. And I, for me, I, I don't plan to stop like anytime soon, like period. Human progress is an, is a, is an eternal project. If you ask me, 
so Lord, speaking of um, human progress, I did see that um, where I'm from in Mississippi, um, at the college I went to, they're like doing protests about the statues. And I'm just like, I just want to say like, I don't know. I, I want to thank the ancestors and I want to thank whatever kinds of oof divinity is operating right now. Because I don't mean to sound like I'm like 100 years old and stuff, but growing up in Mississippi, I like never even imagined that these conversations would be happening. And so I'm just thankful that it's happening. And I, I just hope that these um, that the these young peoples continue to be inspired because Pluto and Scorpio generation and Pluto and Sag generation it's 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 over it's like psh, period and just so that you know if you're someone who doesn't really follow astrology a whole lot um pluto and scorpio is basically people who were born from um like november 1983 until november 1995 and so pluto how many years is that 12 years so Pluto represents generations. So the Pluto in Scorpio generation is the millennial generation. Um, me, I was born in 1989. So I'm kind of like smack dab in the middle. I was born at the the beginning of the internet. The fall of the Berlin Wall. Can we talk about that era? But um, Pluto in Scorpio generation, we're not here for it. And Pluto and Sagittarius generation don't need to be here for it either. Because unlike our parents, the economy hasn't really worked in our favor a lot. Like, we still got hella student loans that a lot of us don't don't intend to pay. And then also, people don't be owning houses no more, really. We rent. Reaganomics got the past generation fooled with being able to own a house and consumerism and materialism. But I'm here for the wave of understanding that the, the it's like I'm here for people to understand that the the structural inequality is still it still exists the way that it did in terms of like thinking about the structure of inequality the way that it did post enslavement like so i'm here for the wave period pluto and scorpio millennials we ain't we ain't here we with the shit period like this stuff needs to come down and so i'm just i don't know it just makes me really really glad that i that this has been important to me that's one of the reasons i did sociology because i think sociology gives one a, a tool through which to analyze and like contextualize these events in some kind of like framework um i just love it um so mars and aries is going to be happening from june 27th until january 6th june 27th the day after my my initiation which by the way i did a celebration for that sort of it involved um at the end, getting a large catfish po' boy from down the road <laughs> and some fries. I'm kidding. But uh, I did do some special stuff that day. Uh, my The 10th anniversary 
was on June 26th, just um, just a couple of days ago. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. It's episode number 11, Angel Number. What's up? So anyway, um, Mars is in Aries from June 27th until January 6th, 2021. January 6th is my birthday. So, like... I'm just, I'm also Mars in Aries. That's my placement. That's my placement right there. So best believe I'm about to be, I'm about to be full, full blast for these next six months. My, my Capricorn stellium self. So be on the lookout for more content and stuff like that. Um, thank you for your support also, period. I just want to let y'all know that, um, so let's see. Let's go on to the next segment. Okay, so one um, thing that is very important in hoodoo um, is the Bible, specifically because hoodoo came, it originates in the South. And this is something that a lot of scholars call, it's called like syncretism, syncretismo, in um, Spanish and it involves when a people intermix elements of their native spirituality with the spirituality that they're being like colonized by basically so it's like incorporating elements um, so thinking about hoodoo um, and African spirituality this um, thinking about the Psalms, that is like reciting, I don't like to say a spell, but like an incantation or conjuring um, or speaking healing over someone. That is a facet of hoodoo. And that is the way that that energy is transmuted through language, through the language of the Bible. Um, so you can think of it kind of as like a blueprint, um, a medium through which you can do this kind of energy work because energy, I mean, the occult period that is like learn, understanding how to manipulate energy. And this is just manipulation of energy through the word of God, <laughs> through the word. And the Bible is an ancient text. It's not a lot. It's a lot of it is based on interpretation, but the Bible itself has a very, it has a very ancient energy. It is a very ancient text Although very fragmented, it is a very, it's a very, it's a text that has endured for thousands of years. So there's obviously something about it that is important and and we need to look to it. I'm talking to black spiritualists in the United States and also period in Latin America because they use the Bible in Brujeria, but um. We need to be looking at the Bible because it's like it's a cultural artifact. And so the way you have to decontextualize the text and kind of separate the separate the cloak of the words and tap into that energy. And so, I, I mean, you can also like change the words up if you want to. There's a lot of the use of like he and stuff like that. But um the Bible is very important because it was used as a cultural artifact to continue uh, like a spiritual tradition. And um, you can think about like gospel music also. 
there's a lot of elements of um, African music and gospel music. And so this is all about the the sort of like um, the evolution. I don't want to even, I'm not going to say evolution, but the adaptability of um, culture, of different types of elements of cultures of cultures so um i for a long time i mean i still have a pretty fraught relationship with christianity i grew up southern baptist and then i was like pentecostal for a minute and kojic very much into the speaking in tongues type of church um and i did wind up leaving i've always i've since I was like 10, I don't know, I've been interested in the occult. I guess like I first started, I would like go to Books A Million a lot. I was like an only child and um, I would go to Books A Million and like hang out just for hours. And um, I would like, first I was reading books on elemental magic um, but I was just always interested in that stuff. And I was pretty young at the time. I wasn't driving or anything like that. But I would like read that kind of stuff, but then also go to church. So I've been interested in uh, the occult for a long time and stuff like that. But I guess whenever I started learning more about hoodoo, um, I guess this was in college, learning more about the roots of hoodoo and stuff like that. Um, I started to really kind of research more about the Bible and my grandmother was actually an intuitive she passed away last October rest in peace Elevi. but she was actually an intuitive and I would talk I would talk to her a lot and she actually used the Bible um to do a form of scrying and scrying is like fortune telling through a certain type of like medium so sometimes people use candlelight um, to do scrying, other people read, read the Bible. And so she, she would like read the Bible and then like see, like have visions and stuff like that. Um, I guess it was kind of like divine inspiration. Um, but it's kind of like a reflect, it's a reflective object. So using a crystal ball also is an example of scrying, but yeah, she would do that. Um, so I don't know, I guess for me, I guess my relationship with the Bible is different because like I've always kind of, I don't know, I've, I haven't really seen it as like evil, but I definitely, I don't really fucks with the church like that. Um, but I do, I do believe in, I do believe that Jesus Christ existed and stuff like that. Um, possibly not, I don't really know to in the, in the, in the capacity or in the form that we are historically indoctrinated into to thinking about him but i don't really know um but the bible nonetheless is important and i guess if you're having some hesitation about the bible using the bible in your hoodoo work um i challenge you to do some narrative reframing so narrative reframing involves reflecting over the narratives that you've been taught about something. So think about the Bible 
um, and also think about your connection to religion and spirituality, because I think I've, I've said this on another podcast before, but a lot of the ways that religion is so powerful and insidious is that it removes people's it removes people's like motivation to have like a one-on-one connection with the with god they it kind of makes it or i'm not even gonna say with god but with divine energy religion makes it so that it's like oh my god i need to go to this place in order i'm saying religion as in like oppressive forms of religion like christianity the kind of christianity i grew up in but oh we need to go to this place in order to listen to this person who is going to be telling us what god said rather than just being like we have the church right here in the living room and it's my altar and my communication with with my my spirits so that is one of the that's one of the ways that i did a lot of narrative reframing about um just being more in contact with the the mystical elements of reality and sometimes it is kind of scary i mean it's not it's not really scary but that's one another thing you have to reframe you know decolonize your mindset around like your ancestors is really not it's really not like whenever you do candle work and stuff like i've done i've done candle work and it's been like pitch black dark and like there's been three candles lit and it's i don't really make it like ooh like spooky it's kind of just like i'm doing this and it's my space like period you know what i mean claim the space and then if you feel like it is some spirits up in there or something like that you might need to get you a cleansing or something hit hit up my sister the conja cleaner on instagram and get that house clean um so anyway narrative reframing is very important especially in order to just kind of like you know create some kind of like cognitive cognitive dissonance between like your past with the bible and using it for your hoodoo practice um and i mean sometimes you know you might need to just go to therapy period but so why would you want to use the psalm specifically the bible is full chock full of different sorts of incantations um different sorts of petitions to to spirit to ancestors i mean the bible even be having shit up in there about ufos and stuff like don't don't you don't get it twisted but um had to sip my wine why would you want to use the psalms for protection so i have a list here when would you want to recite them you might want to recite them before leaving your house as a form of prayer let's say that you're you're going to go to a protest or let's say you're going to a job interview or you're going somewhere where you feel like specifically the energy just might not be right or if you just feel like you want to be covered in the blood of Jesus. I'm kidding. Or if you want to just, you know, petition that spirit cover you in protection, your ancestors. This is all, this is the Bible is, like I said, 
this the Bible is a way that you're connecting with your ancestors. So this is what well, I have an ancestor altar. My I have like three of my grandmother my um, grandmother's Bibles, and she has stuff that was highlighted in there. I read that out because um, I mean you know and I put my offerings out because it's like that's what it's about. It's about like that's that's what the what it's about is the protection element so you're using the bible to connect with your ancestors and connect with that cultural element you know what i mean so before you leave the house when you're doing a cleansing ritual whether that involves using some kind of burning something doing a spiritual bath anything a visualization you can even do it with a chakra cleansing. Um, so also, you can do it if you do some like candle work around ancestral protection at Yet Water. Um, you can also do it before a particular working. So this is protection. Um... So something that you can carry is like a mojo bag. And so I have made mojo bags. Y'all know I'm a Capricorn and I like money. I like resources. Um, I actually, whenever I was in Chicago, living in Chicago, I had to do lift for a bit. And this was before I really listened to the spirits and started doing tarot. And quit doing lift, but I was doing lift, and I was like, "Dang, I really need some like change." And this is the only time that this ever happened. And I gave over five hundred rides with lift, so it's just very interesting the timing. But um, I made myself a mojo bag, um, and it was a mojo bag focused on money and prosperity. So you know, I had that. I had I carried it around with my lift when I did lift. And literally, like, the first day that I had it, um, this person left his phone in my car. And that day, my target was to make, like, $100. And I had made, like, $35 or so. Um, and so he left the phone in the car, and I saw it. And I had given somebody a ride. And so I, like, just called um, the person, the first person in it. And so I wound up going to return it to him. And he gave me 60, like $65, basically. Um, and so I was able to complete my goal that day. And I, I stopped driving. Um, but that was when I had the mojo bag. And that that's literally the only time that someone has given me like that kind of free money was like whenever I had that bag. Uh, secure the bag, girl. <laughs> um, but like... Bottom line, the Psalms is about creating that sacred connection. And you can also use it to use these to establish a sacred space. And so whenever you're reciting the Psalms, you don't just want to do it in a, in a willy-nilly fashion. You know what I mean? Because it's like, if you do willy-nilly type of shit with spirituality... You're going to get willy-nilly results, boo. So you got to really, like, you know, put your energy into this and, like, concentrate, you know. Like, you don't have to have the whole setup done. You know, you can be in the bathroom stall if you, at, at the club, even, and do this. But you need to 
do some kind of breath work before breathe 10 times and then read these out or if you're doing a ritual you know what i mean or you're about to do a spiritual bath read this out because it's like you're using the language you're using the vibration in your throat you're using these words to convey a sort of energy and to manipulate the external world to clear out and to channel the divine energy and protection and call it in. And so you want to read these and visualize, do some visualization of the meaning and the concepts involved and just the the metaphors behind all of these. So I'm going to read these out. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So I have, oh, I chose seven. Uh, seven is a holy number. That's my life path number also. So I'm going to read out seven. The last one is kind of long. Well, the second and last one, but... We'll see how I feel. Um, I might read the whole one out. But I'm going to be reading Psalms 18, verses 1 through 2. Psalms 23, verse 4. Psalms 46, verses 1 through 2. Psalms 55, 16 through 17. Verses 16 through 17. Psalms 23, my favorite. Psalms 34. And then Psalms 110. So let me take a sip of my wine real quick. Um, and when you're doing these, you want to be, you want to visualize being in the protection of a source of the creator, you know what I mean? And then also all of your ancestors. And so I'm going to read out Psalms 18 verses one through two, and I'm going to put, try to put some kind of affect on them so that, um, I make this kind of more, more entertaining, all right, so the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Woof! Yes! So this is calling that stability, my fortress, my rock, my fortress, my home, and my deliverer from danger. Period. You can take refuge wherever. So, um, I'm going to skip Psalms um, 23 and 4 because I'm just going to be reading out all of Psalms 23. Like I said, these are powerful words. So, Psalms 46 verses 1 through 2 is, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble Therefore, we will not fear. And so this is for, let's say you're going out for a protest. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. So I think this is, this is, uh, this is really great for just going out and being brave. You know what I mean? And just, you know, fighting the fight, period. Um, If you got to, let's say, shh. Before I'm doing a podcast, give me the strength to say what comes on my tongue from the Lord Jesus. Okay, why y'all making me act? I'm, I'm acting up now. 
But, uh, okay, so Psalms 55, verses 16 through 17. As for me, I call to God and the Lord saves me. Evening, morning, and noon I cry out in distress and he hears my voice. So this is it can be if you're petitioning for some divine guidance or some divine assistance. Let's say you're trying to do a prosperity working or something like that. Or let's say you're just asking for divine protection. You know what I mean? This is where you're saying like you cry out and, and the Lord hears the spirits hear you. Period. You know what I mean? The ancestors hear you. So one of my favorites, Psalms 23, I, I used to read this out loud every day Oof, at a certain time because I was feeling very just spiritually vulnerable at this time. You know, whenever you just feel like something, you just, something ain't right. And you just, you just need to, like, I don't know, you gotta, you gotta lean in on the word of the Lord. <laughs> I'm acting like this is like Greenleaf or something. But um, Psalms 23 is a very powerful scripture. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Mm. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yes. That's a strong scripture. That, that scripture will help move mountains. Don't get it twisted. Especially any prosperity work you're doing. Put that Psalms 23 on it. Child. You're going to get it done. And best believe. I'm not. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do another show. But I did a lot of prosperity work. I did a lot of healing work before I moved down here to New Orleans. Um, Just, oof, all kinds of intergenerational Healing of intergenerational trauma. I mean, it's still going on right now. The healing ain't stopped. But period. I just like. It was deep. And these Bible verses really hit home. Really, really hit hit for me. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to read all of um, Psalm 34. But um, let's see. I'm going to just read four verses from Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. 
The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. Yes! Shabbatah. But that can be one where you are doing, I mean, I think it's very important to do prayers of gratitude to um, the ancestors and to your spirit. So you can use Psalm 34 just to do a prayer of gratitude because you you don't need to just be out here begging all the time. You know what I mean? You need to be expressing some type of gratitude for everything that's done happened in your life. Hallelujah. All right, so Psalms 110. All right, so Psalms 110. Let's see what this says. The Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power, in the beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning. Thou hast the dew of thy, of thy youth. The Lord hath sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever and after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord at thy right hand shall strike through kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the heathen. He shall fill the places with the dead bodies. He shall wound the heads over many countries. He shall drink of the brook in the way. Therefore shall he lift up the head. This sound like some kind of Ogun energy over here. <laughs> Shit. This sounds like that warrior spirit type of energy. So I'm going to just leave that one to you, Psalms 110. Do what you will with it. That's a powerful spirit. Oof. Powerful, powerful, powerful. So before we get going, before I end this show, I want to do a little reading, you know, I want to pull some cards for everybody. So I'm going to pull a few cards and do a collective reading on the energy of um, Mars in Aries. Because Mars in Aries, this is the, t I mean, you need to look at your placement. So, you know, I'm about Mars in Aries. So naturally, this is a good time for me. But you want to look at your placement, see if you're, uh, what, where your Mars is, where your Mars is. And then also look and see where, which house it's in. Specifically for me, mine has to do with material possessions and stuff like that. So I'll be doing a lot of business stuff, but I ain't doing it really for the money. But I'm trying to put in that long term, you know, so I can build millennial soul food into what? Spirit told me it needs to be. So, um, yes, get out your pen and paper. Remember, Mars and Aries, this is for the rest of the year of the year. January sixth, my birthday, that's also the start of the next Mardi Gras season here in New Orleans. Um La le bon temps houle, let the good times roll. Um Yeah, that's a long time. 
It's six months. So this is basically you fulfilling any kinds of like New Year's goals that you had. You know what I mean? Like, because I understand resting and stuff like that. And we need to incorporate that into our, um, our routine and stuff like that. But at this point, especially for my black spiritualists and stuff like that, if you're trying to be, if you're trying to like really be in the wave and the movement, you need to be expressing your unique value. You need to be doing, doing you and doing, fulfilling your gifts externally and really committing, like really, I guess like, I don't even want to say contributing, but through the development of your skills and through you practicing your skills, that is you're fulfilling the contract, the divine, the contract of the divine will. That is you fulfilling your particular, um, your particular agreement with your spiritual contract lawyers, the judges. So, period. Mars and Aries, this is a great time, really. If you're trying to find a job, if you need to look for work, if you need to make money, use this Mars and Aries time as a six-month period to where you can draw out a calendar and have shit planned out. Plan on your breaks, you know, stretch out. If you need a life coaching session, see me. <laughs> but um, stretch out your goals. Don't just be trying to do everything in like one month because you're going to burn out. So... Stretch out your goals. So, yeah, I'm about to do a tarot reading real quick. I'll be back in two seconds. All right. I hope y'all like that gospel, that gospel moment we just had back there. I feel like I need to do a... Hey, hallelujah. Shabbata in the name of Jesus. Okay. So, I am just shuffling up my cards right now. Wherever you are. If you're in the car, don't close your eyes. Pay attention to the road. But if you're somewhere where you're chilling out, like I said, take your journal out. Get it out. And we about to do some writing. Um, I'm about to do some channeling from spirit. Let's do a Mars and Aries reading. Let me just move my stuff real quick. All right, so I'm gonna draw three cards. Four, actually. First one is Ace of Wands, Lord. Ace of Wands is Mar. This is fire energy. Mars and Aries. Aries is fire energy, period. So this is speaking for the times for sure. This card was just like, it was just like tingling at my fingers. Ooh, this is going to be a good reading, Lord. Okay, so Ace of Wands. Ace of Wands has to do with the potential for utilization of these specific types of cosmic energy and right now we're in mars and aries girl so you need to get it together period so this is saying that there is energy in the cosmos to take advantage of 
And this is the time, if you don't take advantage of the energy, if you don't create some kind of structure to channel the divine energy and manifest it in the 3D reality, then you're not going to really be able to take advantage of shit. You know what I mean? Ooh! Ow! Lord, okay. Whew, okay, so... I'm going to read out these these three real quick. Okay, so we got the High Priestess Temperance card and then the Five of Swords. So let's look at... Ooh, this looks... Ooh. All right, so we got the High Priestess. The High Priestess is that, that card. I think of it as spirituality, but it also is about the occult. The I have the Rider Waite deck right here, and she has the... It's the black and white pillars. They represent Boaz and Joaquin. And so this represents transcendent, uh, transcendence above the polarities that restrict one to the mon mundaneness of the of of reality. And so this is the, I think this is the ancestors period. But also this is calling for you to really get in touch with the metaphysical aspects of spirituality and really understand how they can lead to your personal development and really enrich all parts of your life. But this is saying like, let's dig deep. And you also got the temperance card. The temperance card is calling for balance between this. So this is, like I said, this ain't no sprint. This is a marathon, Mars and Aries for the next six months. So you exercise temperance, you know what I mean? with whatever project you have and stuff like that. And the high priestess, like I said, it represents spirituality. So whatever you're working on, whatever kinds of goals you set in Mars and Aries, make sure that you are making those decisions based on those goals that you set. Make sure that you're make, doing all this from a spiritually grounded place and where you, you're also just taking advantage of kind of like I mean, it's a lot of people out, and it's we still got COVID going on. But for me, I've, I've been staying in. If you're staying in a lot, then take advantage of this slower period um, to really get in connection with your spirituality. Um, oh, five of swords. So this shows someone with some swords, and then somebody's crying in the background. This kind of looks kind of like oppression. So this is, I think this is saying Mars and Aries look... We need to also be preparing. Don't don't get caught up and get to get surprised. There are going to be some obstacles, um, whether those be psychological, mental, cerebral, energetic. There will be obstacles that try to impede all of this. But the important thing, I think, the Temperance card and the High Priestess card are very important in this because it's like. If you are if you are finding able to find peace within when all the shit outside is chaotic, then you are able to endure and um, get through. So I think this is a really this is very interesting. This is a, amazing. Um, the Five of Swords. Oof, that looks intense. But um, yes, let's get it. Mars and Aries. Thank you so much. Um, so that is the end of the show. Like I said at the beginning, if you enjoyed this, please like it. Leave me a review 
on iTunes. Share the podcast. Um, hit me up on Instagram. My Instagram is at Millennial Soul Food. That's at M I L L E N N I A L S O U L F O O D. And my website, check that out. It is M I L L E N N I A L S O U L F O O D dot W I X S I T E dot com slash M S F eight eight eight. Also, if, like I said, if you are interested in submitting to Capricorn Advice, hashtag Capricorn Advice, go to my website and you will get a free. On air reading from your girl, Kiyonce. So do that. And as always, all black lives matter, period. And I look forward to speaking with y'all on the next show. All right. Peace and love and many blessings. Keep your spiritual protection up. Bye. Bye.